Australia. That's right. My voice broke then, Gerald. That was good. Hey, you going? That's right. It's NBA Australia. It is Wednesday, October 25, a.k.a. the first day of the new NBA season. Happy opening day to all who celebrate. That'd be me, man. That's right. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website called CodeBet. Go check that out because why wouldn't you? That'd be silly not to, actually. You can see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA on CodeBet Daily. Uh... Whatever else, Fox Sports Lab NFL, I don't know, other things on YouTube, all that good stuff. I'm here in the CoBet Studios, a.k.a. the James Clements Memorial Excellence in Podcasting Studio. That's what it's called officially, Gerald. Settle down over there. Uh, But happy opening day. Simple as that today. We're back in normal form, wrapping up games, talking shit. Uh, So we're going to cover the NBA Australia, well, the NBA Australia game wraps will cover the two games today. There you go. I'll use my words. That means that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yeah Nas, the unpopular opinion of the day, Outback Takehouse, where we're serving up a flame girl take. We've got a new segment. It's literally just the magic tweet of the day, which is just Magic Johnson just reading a tweet of his just out. <laughs> because why the fuck not? Uh, the Andrew Gaze Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. And a huge, epic set of game previews for tomorrow because we have 13 games. Because on opening day, they decided to play two Western Co- well, two Western Conference clashes, including four Western Conference teams, and completely ignore the East because fucking why not? Uh, but we'll pick and preview all 13 of those because that's what we do. And we'll finish off. Uh, let's say, what can I improvise really quickly at the end for a skit, Gerald? Uh, let's say... Might do a, yeah, we'll do a bit of a uh, Delhi review, I reckon, because I think Delhi's got some thoughts. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 970 of NBA Australia. Jeez, that's a lot. Let's go. Oh, what a tune, he says. All right, let's take it away, Jingles. This is Joe Ingles. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Oh, you better. You better watch out for the shack attack. Oh, that started weirdly. Let's try that again. Watch out for the shack attack. (laughs) Good job. All right. Better watch out for the shack attack. Oh, you better watch out for the... Oh, who in Australia would like to see the ring ceremony for the actual NBA champions? If it was you, get fucked! Says ESPN, apparently. It's like, nah, man, check out Phil Murphy talking to our boy Kane Pittman, friend of the show, love Kane. But what the fuck was this? It's like, hey, let's talk for half an hour about... Oh, sorry, I'm going to do my yank. Uh, let's talk for a half hour about uh, Australians uh, in the NBA and just the setup for the new season. It's like, motherfucker, it's the first... Right now, they are giving out the rings and raising the banner for the fucking championship. And you're you're not showing it? Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Kenny, they're all there live in Colorado because it's a big fucking deal. And you're like, nah, let's get Phil Murphy's thoughts on, like, the over-under for uh, this, I don't know, tomorrow's fucking Celtics game. What is going on? Who made that decision? That was fucking dumb. Anyway, we actually don't have any real news sort of popping off after today because it was like... Let's just play some fucking games, and that's essentially what happened. Uh, so that was kind of nice. I mean, yesterday we had all the cuts, the waves, the extensions, and I feel pretty good about it. So I guess the news is, yeah, the Nuggets got their rings, and they look sick. Like, kind of here for it, actually. Like, in terms of rings, you don't, you know, having not won an NBA title yet, Gerald, yet, I'm saying, you know, haven't had too many chances to be around the old NBA championship rings, but these ones look radical. I always love it when they do like little bit, bit raised bits and you're like, oh man, that is going to tear someone's face up in a fucking strip club. <laughs> I just, <"Wha-pow!" laughs> it's just going to ruin some poor fucking, I'll tell you what. Anyway, so without further talking by me about news gear, let's just fucking wrap up some games because... I think that's what we're going to try to do on NBA Australia this season. We will be daily. We will try to fly through the wrapping parts of the games uh, because, look, if you didn't see them, you can go back, watch some highlights. I'm just going to try to give you an overall vibe. We'll talk about three things, I think, from every game, or at least try to, 
and then we'll get into the NBA Australia Awards. So let's do it. Game wraps. 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 That's right. I never actually got a drop for that, Gerald. I just do it every time. <laughs> it's pretty good, isn't it? The Los Angeles Lakers of Los Angeles, California, 107 against the reigning champion Denver Nuggets, 119. That's right. The team that basically won the Western Conference Finals last year, if you listen to them, the Lakers, uh, they were swept, mind you, but then they've taken gumption, umption, umbrage. There's the word I'm trying to look for. They've taken umbrage over the summer. It's like, geez, these fucking Nuggets talk a lot of shit. It's like, yeah. Because they fucking swept you, you idiots. And it's like, oh, well, did you hear the shit that fucking Mike Malone was saying, man? It's like, no, the announcer said it when they were all shit-faced at the fucking, like, championship parade. He's like, ah, it's the Lakers' daddy, Michael Malone. It's like, hey, that's a fucking weird thing to say anyway, and that announcer should definitely, definitely just go to jail because he's done something. Like, he's done something. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't really want to know, but he's done something. So, jail. But also, Lakers fans go, oh, how dare they? It's like, they fucking swept you. So he basically is your father, sucked in. It's like some absolute, like, Darth Vader, spoiler alert, Darth Vader Luke Skywalker vibes. <laughs> Can I do, should I do spoiler alerts for movies that are now 43 years old, Gerald? I don't know. Uh, but look, it was a weird game because the Lakers came out vibing. They looked pretty good. Oh, wait, that's a drop playing. What am I doing? Uh... They came out looking pretty good. There was a sort of back and forth, back and forth, and it felt like every time the Lakers sort of would stand up and really push this Denver team, the Nuggets went, would go, well, that's cute. Fuck you. Bang. And uh, just 100% playing against your little cousins. Like, just fuck off. I'm just going to block you again. The Lakers never led. They never led up unless it was like right at the start, right? And I think it was like they're up 2 0. <laughs> so then it was 5 0. Then it was 8 4. There you go. They didn't lead again after, I believe it was 11, yeah, 11 10 Denver in the first quarter. So with nine minutes to go. And uh, Denver sort of just kept them at arm's length, the essential, like essentially the rest of the way. There was a moment in that third quarter, though, where the uh, Lakers. Ripped off a 13-0 run at the end of the third quarter into the fourth. Got it all the way back to three. And you're like, this is it. This is how it works. The unfortunate thing for them was that Anthony Davis to turn, decided to turn into, I don't know, the Anthony Davis that was not in the bubble. They just need Anthony Davis, the bubble version, a.k.a. the I've got no pressure on me, the a.k.a. Uh, I don't have people yelling at me. I don't have uh, weird <laughs> performance anxiety. Uh, we've all been there, Anthony. Don't worry about it. But Jesus... It was weird because you're watching this game. It's like, there's Anthony Davis falling over, having a cry. There's LeBron sucking to the refs. There's Jokic running up and down the court looking weird and doing weird shit. There's Reggie Miller talking dumb shit into a camera, saying the most inane, dumb fuckery stuff that you could ever come up with. It's like, the NBA's back. This is awesome. And then the Lakers just never, never quite got over the hump. So this is kind of the thing that you get away, you take away from this game. In the fourth quarter, after that run by the... Lakers, the Nuggets go, that was cute. Here's another big 10-0 run on your head, up 101-90. Lakers just wouldn't go away. But this is it, the Colorado Avalanche, that's a different sport. Uh, but they then just, down the stretch, kept them 10 points away. Every time the Lakers would eat into it, just even a little bit, they're like, nah, boom, we're back up double digits. Fuck you, skadoosh. And the big thing, really, was that LeBron James played 29 minutes. 29. Why is that? Because he's older than shit. And Darvin Ham's like, it's the first game of an 82-game season. It's fine. We're going to be fine. So he plays 29 minutes. The bigger concern for me was that Anthony Davis didn't score after the, the halftime break. Like, what are we doing here? 17-8-4. He stunk it up in that second half. Ends up 17 points on 17 shots. D'Lo was horrible. He had 11 points on 12 shots. Uh, Austin Reeves, 14-8-4. Looked pretty handy at times. But really... Like they had moments from the bench, but just not quite enough. The bench hit one three. One! A singular three. That's not going to win you too many games when you take, I don't know, fucking ten of them. If you go one of ten from three, Gerald, I might have to check my mass, but that's fucking bad. God damn. Meanwhile, at least the Nuggets bench wasn't that horrible. I think they went three of 
I think it was 10. So if you're gonna, your bench is going to go, I don't know, 30% versus 10%, you'll take that every day. But otherwise, look, in terms of this weird three-things approach, the Denver starters are still awesome, number one. Like, it's still the whirring death machine. You might remember that from NBA Australia last year. They just crank up the whirring death machine uh, offense, and away they go, put you into the wood chipper, and skadoosh, you dunskies. And it's 100% Fargo vibes. They do feel a hint thin on the bench, obviously, because they've got Zeke Naji, they've got Peyton Watson, Reggie Jackson, and Christian Brown. Christian Braun. Uh, but that's kind of it, right? So you do wonder if there's a trade to be made at some point. Who knows? But it's game one. They fucking won it pretty handily. By 12, it's going to be okay. Other two parts, well, two things to take away from this one. D'Lo sucks. D'Lo sucks. He's such a fucking shithead. I hate him. No team that has him on it will be good. It's simple as that. I watched him for years in Brooklyn. He was shit. He was a shithead. All of his teammates love him because it's like one of those rambunctious dumb fucks that you sort of have around every so often and go, he's a good hang. I don't want him like anywhere near my kids, (laughs) but he's a good hang when we're out. He gets us in places, but yeah. He's the sort of dude that you grow apart from later on in life just because you're like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> simple as that. I just hate the dude. Pretty simple. Oh, geez, Jim, do you? You just spent fucking two minutes shitting on the bloke. Yeah, I do. Four or 12, though. Come on, man. What are you doing? And the last little bit, the Lakers, D'Lo's one of them, but they have a lot of moving parts. Like all those new dudes, you got Christian Wood. He showed some nice flashes at times. Uh, Gabe Vincent goes over four. Cam Reddish, he's... I don't know. I'm still up in the air about Reddish. He's weird. At least touring the Red Bull Prince looked really good. He had 18. But look, Denver are the West favorites for a reason. They showed why that starting five can beat you every which way. And that's exactly what they did to the Lakers in their seventh straight season opening loss. Six straight with uh, LeBron James in town as well. Pretty weird. Gee, are they just not ready to start the season in Tinseltown? <laughs> Whatever. Still, good job by the Nuggets. Um, because you have those moments like when you crank up the banner, you get your rings, you're all fucking stoked and shit. But this team is kind of like, eh, don't care. I have horses back home. Look, look at the horses. Yes, yeah, fantastic. And uh, everybody else is kind of just chill as shit. Might be all that, you know, legalized weed. Just saying. Uh, 52.7 they shot from the floor. That's pretty bloody good. 41% from three. They had 29 assists on the 48 made buckets. That is pretty bloody good. And uh, equal turnovers. But look, the Nuggets, into the wood chipper they go uh, with the Lakers. Big win. Loved it. Phoenix versus the Golden State Warriors. This was a much more fun game. The Suns win it 108-104. No Brad Beal for the Suns. No Draymond Green for the Warriors. It was a weird starting lineup, right? So no Beal or Draymond. So for Phoenix, you had Booker, Grayson Allen, the most punchable man in the NBA, Josh Okoge, Kevin Durant, and Nurk. And you're like, all right, sure, the ball's in bed. Look, hello. Steph, CP3, Kevin Looney, Wigo, and Clay for the Warriors. It was weird. It was really weird. And the Suns got out to a fly. It was like 24-14 at one point. Turn around, it's 25-26. You're like, what just happened? It's like, oh, yeah, Moses Moody, 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 Moody. Moose and Modi, Modi Mooses, he went apeshit. He had seven points. Absolutely flew out there. Golden State got the lead. Then it was 30-30 after one. Booker in the first quarter at 15. He had a great game. And that's basically the first takeaway from this game, right? Point book. It might mean means it might mean that he wins the MVP. There you go. I'll use my words eventually. He was fucking astounding. Ends up with 32-6 and 8. There's point book. And it feels like he's going to be sitting around that eight assist mark all season. He did have six turnovers. He had some weird ones where he's like, I'm going to dribble into Chris Paul and let the ball go out of bounds. It's like, I don't know if that's smart. (laughs) Just saying. Like, in terms of things you should do, that's not one of them. What are you doing, Book? But 13 to 21, he shot the piss out of it. Three of eight from downtown. The weirdest part for me was that KD, you saw it. I talked about this the other day. He's just a fucking slim reaper who takes jump shots, and that's all he does now. Because he's old. He's 35. He had 18 and 10 in this one. Shot 7 of 22. Because the Warriors, like, let's just put, like, every sort of physical defender we've got on Kevin Durant and just annoy the shit out of him. Guess what other teams will do? Exactly that. Because what's he going to do? Take him into the post? 
like back him down from 18 feet out. Like, no, it's just not going to happen anymore. So 7-22 for KD. He had the three assists, two turnovers. Just wasn't enough. Like, he needed 25. But they still get the win, mostly because Booker just led from the front. So that was the first big takeaway. The other one was that the Warriors, what young dudes are all right. Like, come bucket. Jonathan Kaminga. He was all good. He ended up outplaying Andrew Wiggins, who was shit house uh, for this game. And they trusted Kaminga down the stretch. He had 12 and 6. And Moses Moody, 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 he had 11, shot two or four from downtown. If they can just sort of keep up that vague level of output, game in, game out, the Warriors will be fine once Draymond gets back. The weirdest thing for me, though, is the CP3 fit because it's still clunky because Steph, it's like, oh, gee, Steph doesn't do too badly playing next to a normal point guard. It's like, yeah, but if that point guard is old as fuck like Chris Paul and apparently can't shoot anymore uh, (laughs) because he went 4-15, clanked every single three, took 0-6. It was brutal. He had 14 points, nine assists, but I don't know. It's one of those things where – He's a basketball oh, he's a basketball genius, Chris Paul. It's like, well, can he genius a fucking ball in the hoop? Just hit one of those threes and they probably win this game, uh, especially that last one that he just completely missed. Gary Payton, the second one, 0 for 5 as well. Grayson Allen was horrible on the Sun side of things. We'll get to those in uh, Spud of the Night. But that was the third thing, really. It's just the CP3 fit. I still don't know if that was the thing that they needed. You know, it's like, all right, well, we've got Draymond, we've got Steph. We need another ball handler. It's like, all right. Do you need Chris Paul, though? I don't know. Maybe you should have stuck with Jordan Poole. But then again, he might have just gotten punched in the face by Draymond again. Uh, but it is one game. I think the fit will end up working out. I think they'll be handy. I think they'll be good. Uh, but I did go the unders on the Warriors' win total, and it's kind of for this sort of reason, right? Like, it's just it still feels clunky. No matter what, it's going to feel clunky. McClunky. All right. Let's do a uh, NBA Australia-approved performance of the night, as long as I can find them. On the board. Let's do the thing. That's a nice. Wow, that was the end of it. I better play that again then. That was a good one. Hey! <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. That's a knife. You best to believe it. Uh, 29, 13, and 11 for the Joker. I didn't really talk about him too much in that first little game rap because this is the new format. I'm not going to talk every fucking stat line out. Only notable ones. Like LeBron James is 21, 8, and 5 on 10 to 16 shooting. It was pretty good, but not good enough, just saying. But Joker, 36 minutes, 29, 13, and 11. With a steal, with a block, went 3 of 5 from downtown when he fucking lines up the trebuchet. Fucking skadoosh, check this out. It is wild. His big old arms just fucking launching that into space. They drop in, 29, 13, 11. He just went to work early and was really sort of carrying that Nuggets team. Uh, as per usual, as befits a two-time MVP, finals MVP, championship winner. You love to see it. I've got another stat about him later. So, without further ado, what about Spud of the Night? Where's this going to start from? Spud, 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 the start. Spud, that was good. Spud of the Night. D-Lo! Uh, he's going to pop up again in Old Mate No Mates, but again, he was not very good. Uh, he shot, as I mentioned, 4 of 12. Three turnovers, seven assists. Thanks for coming, D'Angelo. Grayson Allen. Her boy. It's like, nah, man, they brought me in not to punch me in the face, even though I might get punched in the face by some of my guys. But 0-6 for Grayson Allen. Not great. Gary Payton II, the mitten. That's right. Gerald, he's the, uh, the glove's son, so he's the mitten. Do you like that one? Yeah, it's a good one. Gary Payton the second, 0 of 5, including 0 of 2 from downtown. He was still a plus 15 because he, like, ruined everybody's shit on the Suns when he was actually out there. So a couple of good spuds on our first day of spuds in the night. But really, it's got to go to Chris Paul and Andrew Wiggins. Not only did Andrew Wiggins manage to get one rebound all fucking game, not great if you, you know, put a little bit of a couple of shekels on making sure that he got four. Couldn't be me. <laughs> he also shot 4 of 12, did Wigo. What are you doing? Oh, man, I, I didn't want to play during the uh, FIBA World Cup there, eh? Because uh, not for my beloved Canada, because uh, I wanted to save myself for the NBA season, you know. Oh, well, I saved myself to go 4 of 12. Thanks, thanks, Andrew. You did great. 0 of 3 from downtown as well, but he and Chris Porter combining, uh, combining to go 0 of 9 from downtown in a game that you lose by 4. 
you best to believe you're a pair of spuds. My favourite one, though, if I can find the drop, I'm going to play it. Let's do it. Who's ready for this? Because Dario, the homie Sarich, thank you so very much for shooting. Damn it, start in the middle. Wow, it's right at the end, too. That's right, he shot 311. Thank you, the homie. All right, what about old mate, no mates? Where's the button? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, it's Anthony Davis. Talk about softer than Kleenex. Jesus. LeBron, like, it's one of those 100% examples of, like, LeBron walking into the visitor's locker room and just going, looking at D'Lo and looking at AD and just, like, walking out again and going, I fucking hate these guys. I'm too old for this. He's going to 100% murtar this. So I'm too old for this shit. I got Taco Tuesday to get to. Like, what are we doing here? Like, fuck this. Uh, Anthony Davis, seriously, anytime that you can be outscored in a season opener by fucking Taurean Prince and the notorious KCP, you deserve to get slapped in the head by LeBron James. Same thing sort of happened with D'Lo. So I mentioned this in Spot of the Night. He shoots like shit. There is an amazing clip where LeBron is talking to him going, hey, when you've got the ball and I'm at the elbow – just chuck it over to me because I can see everybody at that spot. I've got a smaller dude on me. We'll get some playmaking going. It'll be awesome. And D'Lo goes, you got it, boss. And then D'Lo has the ball at the top of the key, outside the three. LeBron's at the like the elbow, smaller dude on him. And D'Lo decides to launch a fucking contested isolation three because D'Lo is a fucking moron and old mate, no mates. So Anthony Davis, LeBron James, LeBron's going to try to slap both of them at once, like just the the twofer, the and away he goes. Uh, Nurk getting cooked by Chris Paul was pretty funny, but I think another bit of a uh, old mate, no mates is Warriors fans, have some respect for yourselves. Like you're a team that's won a bunch of titles. Like what are you doing? You've won four titles and now you're cheering Chris Paul flops. What are we doing here? Grow up. <laughs> like this is the guy who tormented you for years and years and years as an opposition player and you're like hooray we've got our own flopper that's fucked grow up take a good hard look in the mirror and the Warriors look the Warriors in general you really fucked that one so a bit of an old mate no mates across the board Clay Thompson feels like he's playing a separate game to everybody else as well just wanted to say that uh, pantsing of the night that went for the middle as well let's try it again let's go Got it. Panting the night. Drew Eubanks, a.k.a. Drew Banks, absolutely sending, sending Jonathan Kaminga, a.k.a. Cumbucket. It's never great to get blocked by a white dude. Like, basically is what I'm trying to say. And Drew Banks just, he gave it the almighty slap as well, the wind-up and the bang follow-through where you're like, oh, you better believe that that. Is a Panson. All right. How about better than Lonzo Ball? Bow geez. He was the best player in college. You think you'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. <sighs> coming for everybody. So we never made a decision on uh, who we were going to replace Lonzo Ball with considering he's out all season. So there's no really comparable person. It might be better than Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons might be back this year. So maybe it'll be better than James Wiseman. Please sound off in the comments and in the, in the DMs uh, because I know a lot of you had some thoughts on this during the offseason. I haven't changed it yet. It's still up in the air. But Moses Moody, 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 he was uh, pretty bloody good today and I enjoyed it because, well, four or six and 18 minutes, he shot a, for 11 points. He had three steals though. He was just kind of a little bit of everywhere. And between he and Kaminga, it was like that moment of like, yeah, this is exactly what the Warriors needed from these dudes. But they didn't quite play enough. Wiggins was too shit, and they ended up losing. So a bit weird, but I did like Moses Moody with the 11, 3, and 3 because, of course, what has Alonzo averaged this year? That's right, nothing because he's out for the season. And what about Magic's tweet of the day? Because <laughs> Irvin Magic Johnson, God bless him. What a legend. What an absolute legend. One of the great Twitter follows as well. Tonight we learn the world champion Denver Nuggets are going to be very tough to beat in the NBA playoffs. 
Just let that sink in for a second. The world champion Denver Nuggets. I'm not entirely convinced about that phrasing there, Magic, but at the same time, they've already won the title, Magic. They did sweep your beloved Lakers, but tonight we learn that they're going to be very tough to beat in the NBA playoffs. And what do we say to that? Thanks, Magic. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back in a second with Samir Nas right after this. NBA oh, Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Need, need all those good to go back NBA from the start, I reckon. probably the way it should be done. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. I'm going to tag the Nick K one on the end, just, just for good measure. My best mate. This is Nick K, and you're listening to NBA Australia. New dad, Nick K, as well. Let's do it. Let's do some Yenars. They are brought to you by the NBA Australia shop, of course. NBAAustralia.com slash 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 shop. Uh, go get a hoodie, get a T-shirt. Don't get a stubby holder because they haven't arrived yet. <laughs> so, just saying. I can still get the uh, order amended, but still. Uh, right. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Go get a hoodie, get a T-shirt. Do it. Do it now. Let's do some yeah nahs. Uh, the grief and shit talk from the Lakers re the Nuggets during the offseason was fucking stupid, right? Yeah, nah, yes. Of course it was. This is a Nuggets team that absolutely ran rampant through last year's playoffs, including kicking the shit out of the Lakers. The Lakers go, hey, man, we're going to show them. Anthony Davis, talk about a pantsing as well. He's like, yeah, just wait till we get back at him. Guess what, Anthony? You didn't score in the second half, you giant fucking spud. Anyway. Denver still needs a hint more depth. Yeah, nah. Yeah, they do. They lose Bruce Brown, Jeff Green. Uh, they didn't sign Mr. Pink, apparently, uh, or Mr. White. But they still have, like, a lot of youth on that bench, which is good and bad because they're like, look, we'll draft older rookies. That'll be fine. And then the tricky part is if those rookies aren't consistent enough like a veteran would be, then you might find yourself in a hint of a uh, bother from time to time, right? And that's exactly what happened to Denver this year. That's why they have these sort of – they'll probably have like these moments throughout this season where they just drop a weird game that they probably shouldn't have because whether they're missing somebody from that starting five, whatever. But that starting five is still fucking so good. The whirring death machine offense, the defense, the different looks they can throw at you, it'll be fine. They'll probably find one or two extra uh, – Veteran retreads that they get from the minimum in the buyout market anyway as well. But there we go. Uh, are the Warriors better without Draymond? Yeah, nah, nah, because they lost in the end. Even though they held this kind of pretty bloody good Suns team to 108 points, they only scored 104. And that's probably the weirdest part of the Chris Paul experience. It's like, oh, he should goose our offense a little bit. Mm, not when he's missing fucking 11 shots. You know, that's not ideal, six of which are from downtown. So it's a bit weird. They are desperately needing a healthy Draymond to be their very best selves, of course. Jez Oz sent in a couple of Yenars. I forgot to get to these the other day. Uh, hey, Big Cheese, great to have the show back. Got a couple of Yenars for you. Number one, Philly is right where Joel Embiid, a.k.a. the worst MVP ever, belongs. Yeah, nah. He sucked his way into the All-Star Games early in his career, cried when no one would pass him the ball in said All-Star Games, sucked and whined to give himself an MVP, then showed his lack of spine by disappearing for the rest of the playoffs almost instantly. Then to top it off, he chooses the easy way and opts to play for Team USA over his native Cameroon, so he has a chance at gold. Philly, with his dysfunctional cultural fit, gives him an out for being all about himself, and if he went somewhere else like Miami, for instance, he would have nowhere to hide how much it's all about him. Yeah, nah. Yeah? Like, to a degree, I think it's where he belongs because they empower his sookiness and superstar tendencies. But at the same time, if they hadn't done that early in his career, who knows if he'd be actually as good as he is, right? Because you think about him coming out of Kansas, number three pick, physical specimen, got hurt, didn't play. And then they sort of like, they filled him full of confidence as well. They're like, you're our guy, Joel. And he's like, yeah, motherfucker, I am the guy. It's like, no, 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 you're our guy. He's like, yeah, I am the guy. It's like, no, 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 oh, fuck it, whatever. And 
off he went to like a couple of all-star games. He gets like the participation trophy MVP as well, basically, because he scores 33 points a game. You're like, yeah, it's pretty good. He hasn't won one before. Fuck it. Let's give it to Joel. Earned it. But at the same time, still a lot of flopping for a big dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, just be a defensive monster the entire time. That's all I want. I just want to see, like, bigger Hakeem Olajuwon from Embiid this year. But Philly is right where he belongs. As Jez points out, he is sort of taking the path of least resistance with the Team USA thing, which is fucking weird. But Philly, it's dysfunctional, dysfunctional cultural fit as well. A lot of that probably stems from Joel Embiid not being the world's greatest leader, clearly. And so it's his team. He's got no one else to blame but himself. And guess what? You make your bed, you lie in it. So good job, Joel. I can't fucking wait for that first Philly game, though. What are they? They play Milwaukee on Friday. That's going to be unreal. Number two, Ben Simmons for most improved. Yeah, nah. I'm going to stop you there and say nah. Uh, but Jez goes on to say, I think he should adopt the Jason Kidd style of playmaking over scoring which he kind of already does with his defensive prowess and improves his ability and resilience to finish when required. Who doesn't mind improving ability and resilience to finishing? Um, I think he should, he could be a really great comeback story of sorts. Yeah, nah, but it is Ben Simmons, so he could just pull a heartstring by mid-November and sit out the rest of the season. I think if the NBA had Comeback Player of the Year award, he'd be a fucking lock. But most improved... When your baseline is, I was fucking horribly shit last year because I was hurt, and then I sat out a bunch of that before because I was, I don't know, having a bit of a fucking cry. Like, your benchmark isn't that high, clearly. But the most improved, like, we, it's weird because we already know that he's an all-star. He's made all-defense teams. He's, like, second all-defensive voting. He's all-NBA gear, like... I don't think the level that he's going to hit this year is going to be most improved because they just need vague competency out of him this year, not like fucking destroy everybody all-star Ben Simmons. They just want to see him be decent, and that's all he needs to be. So I think what Jez is talking about, though, adopting the Jason Kidd style of playmaking over scoring, he should, but Ben Simmons also has got on the fucking front of Esquire going, look at my rig. It's like, can you shoot a jump shot, Ben? I don't care about your rig. I don't care about your Raris. Just hit a fucking shot. Play winning basketball. Then you're good, and then you can be on a fucking magazine cover. Uh, and then he finally finishes off with, how good is it to have basketball back? Fuck yeah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, it is fucking good. All right, unpopular opinion of the day. Look at me. 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 Uh, I didn't mention this at the top, but Adam Silver... Boy fucking howdy, does he need me to step in as the Vice President of Common Sense. Adam Silver was asked by Charles Barkley on air, going, hey, uh, hey, Adam, what's up with all the weird domestic violence shit that you've been dealing with, motherfucker? And Adam Silver was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> fuck, no one told me I was going to be answering this one. Uh, you see, Charles, we've put lots of uh, education in place, and it's like, that doesn't stop you from fucking just kicking Miles Bridges out of the league, you fuckheads. Jesus Christ. Oh, we're addressing it. Not really. Bullshit, you're addressing it. Why is Miles Bridges still in the NBA? Conse oh, the consequences are enormous. No, they're not. You're just lying out your ass at this point. You mean the 30-game suspension you gave Miles Bridges? Oh, but it's actually only 10 games because 20 of them we're going to count as served. He wasn't on an NBA roster last year. How could he have served 20 fucking games? That makes no sense. Consequences are enormous. Bullshit. Kick him off the fucking team if you've got such a hardline stance against domestic fucking abuse, you dead shits. Jesus. Grow a pair and grow up while you're at it. I said, we're addressing it, Jimmy. Fucking, that's enough out of you, Adam. All right, what about Outback? Take house. Oh, this is a fun one. What's the... Button for this one. <laughs> He's got to look. He's got to keep looking. Ah, oh, whatever. It's Wednesday at Outback. And you know what that means? That's right. Ran over a roo on the way into work today. Chuck her in the back of the ute. Boom. Chuck her on a spit when we get home, won't we, Gerald? Simple as that. That's right. Roo steaks only at Outback. Goes great as a flame grilled take. And today's flame grilled take is... I think what we saw today is indicative of what we should be doing with the MVP from here on out. The NBA MVP voting should be just like the fucking Brownlow, game by game, 
out of three votes. Because no one's going to remember the opening game of the fucking season when Nikola Jokic handed Anthony Davis his fucking ass to him when there's a whole bunch of bullshit narratives around by the end of the season where voters are like, oh, but see, he hasn't been that good for the last two weeks, so he shouldn't get the MVP. Bullshit. He's the best player in the NBA. Game by game vote voting would fix that. Three votes and Jokic. Simple as that. Boom. Who does it? Me. That's the flame grill take, Gerald. I vote on every game. Yes, mate. We're in. I'm deciding the MVP now. Who's the MVP? Who I think is. Simple. Or at least let me read out the votes. That'd be great. Uh, one vote. Uh, Box Hill Benny. <laughs> Two votes. P Thrills. It's like, Jim, his name's P Mills. I'm like, let me fucking cook, Adam. Let me cook. Three votes, the Bulls in bed. Hello. All right. Uh, no Australian Player Watch today, obviously, because we had none of the Aussies in action. But Australian Player Watch real quick. Uh, Box Hill Benny, obviously, in Brooklyn. Heading into the season, let's set you up. We'll be doing this every show, checking in on the Aussies, seeing what they did that day, how they're going overall. Uh, but Box Hill Benny, we have Brooklyn taking on Cleveland tomorrow. That's going to be pretty fun. OKC, the Mop Top Mumba, a.k.a. the Wheat Bix Kid, Josh Giddy against the Chicago Decrepit Bulls. That'd be good too, actually. That's going to be a great game. Patty Thrills, Patty Mills, Patty with the good hair. Atlanta. That's going to be weird. It's going to be fun. They're playing Charlotte. Strange one. How's this? I'm, this is all off the top of my head, like who they're playing tomorrow. So I hope I don't fuck this up. We've got the Aussie on Aussie action, actually. We've got uh, Jingling Joe Ingles, the Jingling one. And he will be taking on Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale, the rooster. As we had a repeat of the 1995 NBA Finals as Orlando take on Houston. You've got Greeny and Sexum up in Dallas with Dante and Josh. Love that. Dyson Daniels, the vacuum. Uh, Jim, who are Dallas playing? They're playing Wemby in San Antonio, the San Antonio Bandera Spurs. With Wembenyama. Dyson Daniels, the vacuum, the Pelicans. Be a Pelican, not a Pelicant. Uh, they play the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow. Unfortunately, the big Kiwi brew, Stephen Adams, is out for the year, eh? Oh, I've got a bit of a sore knee, eh? I've had a bit of surgery. And, uh, of course, Aussie Matty T up in the Pacific Northwest for the Portland Trailblazers. They take on the LA Clippers. And the Great Barrier Reef, Duop Reef, he is on a two-way. If you missed that one yesterday... He got signed to a two-way contract by the Portland Trailblazers. I've had a bunch of people actually ask me, they go, Jim, why did they do that? And I'm like, well, when they trade Time Lord, Robert Williams, for further draft picks uh, and keep John Dre Ayton because he's super young and very good, but they cash in the chips there that they've got with Robert Williams, they need a center. They've already got Duop Reef playing in the G League. They'll convert him to like the veteran minimum and away they go. Still interested to see if Jack White, Seven Nation Army, and uh, Xavier Cookie Cooks, the pride of Ballarat, not named me, um, actually sort of land anywhere else. Jack White probably should. Cookie, I laid out the case yesterday as to why he got bounced because he can't shoot and there's eight dudes on that roster who play the same position. So, look, Jack White probably should. I'm not sure about Cookie. It'd be good to see if he you know, made it back to the NBL, if nothing else, but otherwise... Uh, it's set up to be a pretty fucking big year, and we've got a big day tomorrow. So uh, let's do an Andrew Gaze Grand Mumber Award, take a break, and then come back with all the game previews. So where's that Andrew Gaze button? Let's see if I can find it. God, I love this technology, but it's a little bit confusing, you see. Andrew Gaze Grey Mumba. Dun, 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 dun. Excellent. Clap it up. There you go. We won't even try to play the old-timey uh, basketball music behind it, but the Andrew Gaze Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence again goes to the reigning finals MVP, Nikola Jokic. Season openers uh, in NBA history, players with multiple triple-doubles in season openers. The list is Oscar Robertson, Rusty Westbrook, Jason Kidd, the aforementioned Jason Kidd, and Magic Johnson. And now that list involves Nikola Jokic. The coolest one that I saw today was that the uh, the best one out of all of them is like the most triple doubles by an active center is Jokic. He's an 106. That's a lot. It's just a lot. Every other center combined has 38. Yeah, that's a bit of excellence. Right, bloody there. All right, take a quick break and be back with the just a fucking huge slate of games for tomorrow, which is going to be rad right after... 
Let's see if I can figure out who I'm going to play this one. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Oh, yeah, the avocado kid. How good is that? Uh, let's play a bit of tunage while we do this one. There we go. We found it. It's the Outback Takeout song. But anyway, uh, we'll put this under the game previews because who steps in to do the game previews? Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Are you excited about the first day of the NBA season? Of course I am. You've heard the rest of the fucking show, mate. What are you talking about? Gerald's like, what the fuck is this? He's not done this one before. It's like, yeah, it's pretty good. Inadvertent Bane. Uh, game previews for October 25. Game picks, game previews. We have the Celtics at the Knicks. This is awesome. You might remember Evan Fournier going absolute hammering tongs against the Celtics and uh, breaking some hearts. Jeez, what is that, like two years ago now? But... Either way, Knicks Celtics always an absolute belter. I'm going to go the Knicks plus two and a half. Everyone's been blowing smoke up the uh, Celtics proverbial. With good reason, they have the best top six in the NBA, as I've sort of banged on about time and time and time and time again. But the Knicks at home, super solid defensively. The thing is, they also love playing this Celtics team. They've beaten them the last three times. So the Knicks getting points at home. I'm going to go the Knicks plus two and a half. That's going to be an awesome game. Can't wait to see how good or bad this Celtics team look playing together. It's also the return. Oh, no. Where's my extreme zinger meal button? I have seen it. It's in there somewhere. Where are, where are you, extreme zinger meal? Ah, I found it. Extreme zinger meal. Yes, extreme zinger meal. You bets to believe it. The return. The zinger's coming home to New York. Uh, so take, give me the Knicks plus two and a half. Washington, go to Indy. Indy will be good this season. Washington will be not. Like, be not. They will not be. Good. Yeah. Use your words again. Plus seven, though, for Washington on the road in Indy. With Jordan Poole able to fill it up, Kyle Kuzma, you know, able to drop 40 at the drop of a hat as well. Indy, they're very good. They will be good. I'll take the seven points of Washington, though. I think if they get into a bit of a shootout, which they probably will, because they can't play any defense. Indy, it's going to be a hard, interesting one for them to stick with them. It might be just a bad matchup. Anyway, keep an eye on Indy. They should be good this season again. Washington should be bad, but we'll find out. Houston, Orlando, that's right. Rock'em, sock'em, block'em, drock'em. Landau against Jingling Joe Ingles. Orlando minus four. Houston are a mess. It's a weird, ill-fitting team. Ime Udoka's there as the coach. It's going to be awesome in six months' time. Now, Orlando are going to kick the crap out of them, so I'm taking Orlando minus four. They're really good. They're deep. They're solid. They've got a lot of talent. Give me the magic men at minus four. Atlanta go to Charlotte to take on LaMelo Ball, his silly grill, and uh, Le Grill. What the hell is Le Grill? And I think the Hawks are going to be awesome. I think the Hawks are going to come out all guns blazing. They're minus three and a half on the road, which tells you the bookmakers are like, yeah, they're substantially better than the Hornets. So I'm going to take Atlanta minus three and a half. DeJunte Murray, Trey Young, a little bit more positional sort of, I don't know, coherency without John Collins at the tall cocktail. I like Atlanta to get a first opening round win, minus three and a half. Minnesota, they go to Toronto. I think the size will be too much for uh, the Raptors. They do have Teenage Mutant, Jakob Pertle, but Minnesota have got the Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert, and Carl Anthony Towns, and Anthony Edwards. I think Minnesota will be pretty handy. They're getting a point here, so I'm going to take Minnesota plus one. Should be a weird, fun game, though. It's a weird uniform matchup. I think Toronto have beaten them like 13 straight times or something like that in Canada. But this is a slightly different Minnesota team. I think Anthony Edwards could drop 40 on this Toronto team in a heartbeat. Yeah. Go Minnesota. Detroit, they go to Miami. Jim, are you going to take Detroit plus nine? Yes, I am. I am. Why am I going to do that? I can't hear you ask. Well, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Avery, and this weird Detroit team, They've also got four centers. Miami has one Bam Adebayo. There's only one Bam Adebayo. That didn't really work, but we'll roll with it. They've also got Thomas, not Kobe Bryant. But, geez, Detroit have a bit of size. They're getting nine points. Detroit suck, but they'll cover this line. So give me Detroit plus nine. Cleveland, where's the Cleveland button? I saw that one too. Cleveland. 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 There you go. Love that. Minus one against Brooklyn. 
No Jarrett go the throw Allen against his old team, the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think that'll matter. They've got Evan Mobley. And Mobley without Allen is going to be pretty fun regardless. Donnie Mitchell, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, an improved perimeter rotation there in Cleveland. This should be an awesome game. Awesome. Box Hill, Benny showing off his rig, no doubt, going, oh, please don't make me shoot free throws, sir. Uh, but Cleveland should win that one. They're one-point favorites. I'm going to take Cleveland. Uh, they should just be too good all around. Brooklyn, though, interesting, weird team. Mikhail Bridges should score 25. OKC, they are one-point underdogs in Chicago. The Mop Top Mumba, the Wheat Bix kid, Josh Giddy, his new mate, Chet Holmgren. They've got the slam cover. They look awesome. OKC will win this. Chicago stink. Give me the thunder. New Orleans, they go into Memphis. New Orleans are actually kind of healthy, I think. Spindles Ingram, the big rig himself, Zion Williamson. Give me New Orleans plus one and a half over Memphis, who don't have big Stephen Adams brew. They don't have Brandon Clark. They don't have Ja Morant. It's like, hey, we don't have Ja Morant, but we've got Ja Morant from Wish. It's like Marcus Smart's like, oh, 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 that's not nice. It's like, well, is it not? Deserved? Anyway, <laughs> New Orleans plus one and a half in Memphis. I think I've now taken one, two, three, four, five, six straight road teams. Fucking hell. Uh, Sacramento at Utah. I'm taking Utah. That's the home team. Plus one and a half. I love the Kings. We all know that. Fancy laser. But the Jazz at home, they've got weapons themselves. Jordan, Jeremy Clarkson, Larry, that's a girl's name, Markinen. I just like Utah defensively in game one at home against the Kings. The Kings will be fine, but they're going to maybe lose this one. Dallas, go to San Antonio. The best part about this is they've been playing defense in practice with, like, assistant coaches with shit strapped to their arms to, like, sim- like brooms strapped to their arms to simulate trying to fucking shoot over the top of Wembenyama. That is awesome. Hook this to my veins. Dallas, I've already gone the under on this season – I'm loaded up on the Dallas under. They will win this game. They will cover this one in San Antonio because Kyrie, Luca, the Spurs just won't be good enough defensively to stop them, even though they do have Wemby. I think Dallas have way too much offense in this game. Outside of this game, they're in trouble. And lastly, but definitely leastly, <laughs> Portland plus nine against the Clippers. Jim, you've spent the entire offseason going Portland to shit. I'm like, yes, but they're going to cover this plus nine against the Clippers. Because I think they'll take them a little bit by surprise. I think Aiton, a bit of size there in the middle for the Blazers on the road and the Clippers. They'll still lose the game. But the Clippers will probably get disinterested at some point. Scoot Henderson will do some cool shit. Anthony Penny Simons might get hot out of nowhere. And Portland cover the nine-point line. So there you go. Knicks plus two and a half. Washington plus seven over Indy. Houston, Orlando. Orlando minus four. Atlanta minus three and a half over Charlotte. Minnesota plus one against Toronto. Detroit plus nine against Miami. Cleveland minus one at Brooklyn. OKC plus one at Chicago. New Orleans plus one and a half at Memphis. Sacramento at Utah. We're taking Utah plus one and a half. Road home underdogs. Crazy, that one. Dallas minus four over San Antonio. And Portland plus nine against the Los Angeles Clippers of Los Angeles, California. There you go. That is it. Cooked. My throat's about to go. I'm doing lots of talking. Let's press the button. That's it. Done for today. We'll be back on deck tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you're following me on Twitter, Face the IG. We'll be all over the socials. You know that. We are at the moment yelling about the ESPN broadcast, not showing the fucking ring ceremony. I'm ropeable. If you're a Denver Nuggets fan in fucking Australia, what what happens? Like You're just going to be sitting there going, would they do that for the Lakers? No fucking chance. I would be ro- I'm already ropeable, and I'm not even a fucking Nuggets fan. What a piece of shit. Fucking take a long, hard look at yourselves. Anyway, uh, check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Uh, that was a good one, actually, last night's show, so go have a listen. Uh, breaking down week seven, setting up week eight. Uh, get around nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Get some merch. Get some merch. Do it. And check out rating and review on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever, whatever app you use on your weird Android phones. Who has an Android? Just, I don't know. Sing out if you've got an Android and actually tell me what you use. I'd actually be interested. That'd be fun. Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Go check out the new band House Hats as well. Uh, you got anything else to plug over there, Josh? Nothing? All right. Uh, thanks also go to Joshua De Laurentiis. That's actually him over there too. Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshackle Army. Iowa section. I green, green, green. And dozes for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all in Bandcamp, Triple Down Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Have you listened to your tunes? Do that. NBA Australia Sports Australian Bands. 
because of course we do. Uh, also get her at codebet.com.au. We've got all my tips going up there. Uh, we have a whole bunch of NBA futures broken down by myself and Stats Guy and Codebet Daily. That's another good podcast. If you're all about your punting, we've got every sport covered on that one. So go check that out from all your podcast app stuff. Right, we'll close out today's show with a really quick deli review, and we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, hosen. I have this shirt, Gerald. Can you see that on the camera? The Sean Kemp one. Oh, I love this shirt. Anyway, back to it. Oh, g'day there, yeah, it's your old mate Deli here just swinging by for my latest pop culture review, aren't I? Hey, have you been watching that David Beckham series or what? Fucking hell, that shit is fucking sick as, man. All I've learned is that, like, David Beckham talks real funny, like, he's like, oh, I'm real fucking posh, mate, but I've got a real high fucking voice in there. And also, I'm nailing posh spice. Mate, it is the funniest fucking shit in the world, because, like, as I was a little tacker growing up in Maribyrnong, oh, I fucking love bending it like Beckham and bending it like Beckham. It wasn't the fucking soccer ball I was talking about, that was the footy. I was just out there fucking rock rover with the Mirabara High School just going fucking bang, throwing out some bananas and shit like that. But anyway, I fucking love it. It is such a good docker. I don't know what the fuck's going on in it. I don't know who these teams are. It's like, man, United, fucking sick. I remember them from the 90s. They were real fucking good, Becks and shit. And like, I fucking love the Spice Girls as well. Because, oh, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I fucking love them. They're sick. I'll tell you what I really want. Another fucking NBL title. Simple as that. So, look, I'll give it about 24 out of 10 Dally Ones. It's fucking great. Even if you don't like soccer. And I fucking hate soccer. But I fucking love this Beckham doco. And like, Posh Spice, real good and shit. And it's just like, yeah, fucking how fun with the 90s, I guess. Uh, pretty fun if you're David Beckham, but yeah. Also, how fucking sick are like English fucking soccer fans? Those guys are fucking lunatics. Anyway, so there you go. Check it out. I think it's on like the Netflixes or whatever. So yeah, there you go. Until next time. Peace out, fuckos. Dally out.